0: This episode of the 501st Cast is dedicated to Andreas Moller, SL 2677, of the 501st Legion's German Garrison. He passed away June 9th after suffering a heart attack. He was webmaster for his Garrison's Western Squad and an active trooper with over 100 events in his five years of membership. Big of heart, Andreas was known for his dedication to charitable causes and will live on in the impact that he had on the lives of so many others. It is with great pride that we now enter Andreas's name into the 501st Hall of Eternal Legionnaires.
1: We found the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned for global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's fist Celebrate more than a decade of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that.
0: Welcome to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion. Or is that 501st Battalion? I'm confused now. What are we again?
1: Legion Battalion, but... Detachment, no, I, d- I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Well, anyways, this is episode eighty four for August two thousand fourteen, and I'm your host Nikki DZ eighty three ninety seven,
1: and this is Scott SL nine eight five four.
0: And the five hundred first Legion is currently at six thousand eight hundred ninety eight members, with eleven thousand nine hundred sixty three approved costumes in the Legion. We're like so close to those milestones, almost right. seven thousand, almost at twelve thousand. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> well, in this episode, we cover for the 501st Battalion, join the West Point Band on stage, help out Pew Die Pie, and host the first-ever Ewok Blaster Range. So stay tuned.
1: Recent news. For a couple of weeks now, our Facebook feeds have been filled with the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. And to all the naysayers, I say, tough. This viral experiment has raised $41 million or more. And that is huge compared to the $1 million or so a year that they usually average. But there was only one video that really caught our attention. Hi, it's JJ Abrams. After being nominated uh, by Steven Spielberg for the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge, uh, I accept the challenge. My grandfather was a sufferer of ALS, and so on behalf of uh, Samuel Abrams, we are going to make a donation uh, to ALS and the, the fight against it. Uh, I'd like to nominate in the next 24 hours the uh, big-hearted and generous and awesome 501st Battalion, my old and dear friend, Greg Grumberg, and Stephen King. Sure. He called out the 501st Battalion, but we forgive him. He was probably flummoxed by the thought of the ice-cold water that was about to be dumped on his head anyway. Well, the 501st Legion, of course, accepted the challenge. And if you haven't seen our video yet, check out the link in our show notes. Also, our Pacific Outpost will be taking the challenge a step further and participating in the ALS Walk in armor on September
0: 6th. Awesome. We should also probably link to your video, too, Scott, because I don't think it made the cut for the compilation video.
1: what is going on with that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did that uh, TK ever get to fix his brow trim there that got knocked (laughs) off?
1: I said, oh, I wish I had turned and seen that because I totally would have commented about that. Well, you're not battle ready. (laughs) (laughs) Can't even take some ice water. My God, man. (laughs) Uh.
0: Well, Rancho Obi-Wan, home to Steve Sansweet's huge collection and museum, is hosting its second annual fundraising gala on September 20th. And those who attended the Celebration 6501st Bash will see a rather large and familiar host presiding over the event. The mighty Jabba himself has traveled from New England garrison out to Rancho Obi-Wan to enjoy his retirement and comfort. We'll have links in our show notes with more information about the gala, as well as a story of how Jabba came to be.
1: I can't wait to see Jabba. Earlier this month, Lucasfilm announced the return of the Star Wars Fan Film Awards. Did you hear that? Yes. So for the first time in three years, fan-made short films inspired by a galaxy far, far away, but in different genres and styles, will be accepted, and the best short film screened at Celebration Anaheim. So hopefully we'll be seeing some more information about that really soon. So people will know how to submit their short films.
0: Yeah, it said they announced this in the beginning of August. And I said that in a few weeks they would post more information. But I haven't seen anything yet. So
1: I'm expecting to see more information mid-September because that's when we're going to get more information about Celebration as it is, which I guess we'll talk about shortly in this podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So all of our listeners should know by now that the new Star Wars cartoon, Star Wars Rebels, is premiering October 3rd on Disney XD. Although, if you're a verified user on WatchDisneyXD.com and the Watch Disney XD app, you can catch the premiere beginning Monday, September 29th. Regular half-hour episodes will then begin airing in the show's regular time slot on Monday, October 13th at 9 p.m. on Disney XD. The series will air in 34 languages across 163 countries in over 400 million households. And speaking of different languages, here's something our listeners probably didn't know. Jesper, IG61815 from Nordic Garrison, was chosen to be one of the Stormtrooper voices for the Dutch version of Star Wars Rebels. He was nominated by his 7-year-old son who saw a contest advertising that you could nominate someone for a role in Rebels. Well, they filled out the application, shipped it in, and weeks later received an email saying that he was in the semifinals. After a successful telephone audition, he won the competition. So he's scheduled to record his part in September, and he plans to wear all of his Nordic Garrison swag. He's going to have on his hat, his sweater, his pin, his name tag, the whole shebang. So everyone there at the studios is sure to know that he's part of the 501st.
1: That is fantastical.
0: Yeah, isn't that awesome?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm so glad to hear stuff like that. See, it does matter, people. <laughs> well, while we Star Wars fans know David Prouse as the man behind Darth Vader's mask, those in the UK also know him as the Green Cross Code Man from road safety films in the late 70s and 80s that taught children the Green Cross Code, Green Cross Code and general road safety. Mr. Prouse was given the robot, known as Droid, when filming ended, but life in the storage in a garden shed took its toll. When convention organizers saw the state it was in, they offered to renovate it. A member of an organization called Charity Sci-Fi spent three months restoring Droid, keeping as many of the original parts as possible. Mr. Prowse said it was simply fantastic to have the robot back in mint condition, and he'll be taking it around to the sci-fi shows he attends so people can have their photo taken with Droid.
0: Yeah, obviously not living in the UK, I'm not at all familiar with with these safety films, but I did look at the pictures and... Um, we'll have a link to an article that has some pictures in it. And the the droid's are rather cute, very reminiscent yeah. of like Star Wars-type droids.
1: Really? Yeah. I'll have to check out the show notes myself. <laughs> I have no clue what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, back at San Diego Comic-Con, many of you probably saw the photos of costuming leader Anavos' booth, which featured several new Star Wars costume offerings. And in case you missed our PSA on 501st.com and still have questions about whether those costumes will be 501st approved in terms of applying for Legion membership, well, here's the skinny. Legion approvals are based upon several factors, including accurate components and the proper fit of the overall costume. As such, approvals are done on a case by case basis when an individual's membership application photos are submitted to their local unit membership officers. So there's no such thing as a costume that is guaranteed for approval or is 501st approved. Even a costume that's purchased from a fellow fan that was already approved may be subject to review when it's worn on a different person. What we can tell you is that less accurate, off the shelf costumes actually have been approved with proper modification, so it's entirely within the realm of possibility that the new items coming in from Anivos, including Darth Vader, Jango Fett, a Phase two clone trooper, and an Imperial officer, could be used as the foundation for membership. Although note that the images that have been released so far are all prototypes and, of course, subject to change. So if you ever have any questions about joining or whether a costume would be appropriate, please don't hesitate to email us at recruit at com, and we'll let you know.
1: Well, in our last episode, we mentioned that Scott, Storman Australia Lockley, would be continuing his journey around Australia to raise money for Monash Children's Hospital. Well, he's off and walking averaging about 50 kilometers a day in full Sand Trooper gear. Be sure to follow his journey over at facebook.com forward slash Storming Australia, and we'll have a link to his ALS bucket challenge video in our show notes. Yes, you heard that right. Not only is Scott walking around in the Australian summer heat for Manage Children's Hospital, but he's also taking the challenge for ALS as well. But maybe the ice was refreshing after all. No doubt. (laughs) Right? Maybe he should take the challenge every, like, couple of hours. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, this is Stephen Stanton, honorary member of the 501st, and you're listening to the 501st Cast.
0: On June 7th, members of Florida Garrison Squad 7 attended a very special charity event called Dreams Day, which hosted 30 terminal children to attend and have a dream day. Each child was delivered to the event in the ride of their choice, so limos, jacked-up trucks, police cars, and muscle cars of all types were seen. They were then greeted at the gate by Willy Wonka, who collected the golden ticket that was delivered to each child earlier in the month. They were led down to what was called the Dream Building, where each child would experience the dream day that they had requested earlier in the month, and members described it as a wonderful, emotional, and awesome event. The 501st represented with TKs, a sand trooper, and three droids, including R2-D2. This event did not have a donation amount, and that was just fine, because there's no monetary value that can be placed on the experience the children and their families got to enjoy on this day. So we'll have some photo links in our show notes. And thanks to Walter, TK50167, for that report.
1: Nicely done. Well, Heroes Con 2014 in Charlotte, North Carolina, was a successful mission for the Carolina Garrison, June 19th to 20th. Heroes Con is one of the largest three-day cons in the area with artists, comic book celebrities, costume contests, panels, and a lot, lot more. It has been growing exponentially every year. Normally, the garrison only gets an eight-foot table and a few passes, but this year, the con staff allowed them to have a lot more space, and the garrison went all out to make the most of it for the Heroes Con attendees. They actually built a few large sets, the the trash compactor, uh, Moss Isley Street slash, you know, door scene with Jawas and droids, um, and the fall of Endor. Uh, They also had a table with several members' helmets and weapons on display, plus Star Wars music and a lot of 501st costumes on display. The goal was to have the feel of a mini celebration room, and from the photos, I think they hit their mark. At some points, there were con attendees lined up to get into the Carolina Garrison booth to look in and take photos. Attendees loved the larger, amped-up 501st booth so much that some wanted to donate to the Legion. Carolina Garrison hadn't planned to collect charitable donations at all, but quickly set up a -a Make-A-Wish donation jar and raised more than $320 over three days. This was the first time that they hosted a droid hunt at Heroes Con, and the attendees had a blast with it. The droid hunt will now be a staple activity at Heroes Con, and they're making plans for larger prizes and adding in the Jedi mind trick cards, etc. Uh, Last but not least a special event happened in the trash compactor. No one discovered a wonderful smell, but a couple that wanted to remember their special moment, well, they dressed as Han and Leia, and they did their proposal in the trash compactor. It was very special to see. This will be a day, a weekend, long remembered for the garrison at Heroes Con. So thanks to Tom, TK5940, for that report.
0: On June 21st, Mid-South Garrison's Blue Sun Squad had the honor of escorting Sonny out of the UK Children's Hospital to end his 14th and final chemo treatment. Both his father and mother first met with Vader back in March during Sonny's Best darn Star Wars Day Ever event at Lexington Toy and Comic-Con, where they became instant fans. When Mid-South Garrison was asked to provide Imperial escort for him on his way out of the hospital after his last five-day treatment, they came out in force. Troopers arrived at Sonny's room to surprise him, play some games, and, and scare his sister back into the bathroom. But don't worry, she quickly recovered and gave, us some, or gave them some happy high fives. A fellow member, Brian, TK51200, who is a cancer survivor himself, was in control of Sonny's wheelchair all the way out of the building. Vader, officers, and troopers provided backup, fist bumps, and more high fives. Once Sonny was safely in the car with his loot, balloon, and posters, they said their goodbyes and watched him leave the hospital as a warrior. Way to go, Sonny. And thanks to both his mom and dad for asking the 501st to be part of another step on Sonny's journey. His mom wrote in, My prayer is that years from now, when Sonny looks back on this time in his life, all he'll remember are the cool moments like this one and not all the hard stuff he's gone through. Thank you for helping us find joy on the journey.
1: On June 21st, several troopers from Mid-South Garrison were deployed to Antioch, Tennessee's Sam's Club in support of the Children's Miracle Network. The local population was amazed to see Darth Vader and several other troopers from the 501st Legion as they came in to shop. Many smiles were seen and over $500 in donations were raised in support of the Children's Miracle Network. So great work, troopers. Thanks to David, SL4647, for that report.
0: Members of Garrison Tyrannus, along with members of Freedom Base and Firestorm Clan, made six appearances at Beach Street USA in Virginia Beach between June 21st and August 16th. They raised a combined $1,500 through photo ops for the Ronald McDonald House of Norfolk, Virginia. Great work.
1: And five members and some recruits for our Costa Rica outpost uh, participated in a fundraiser called Todos Por Sante, Everything For Santi, on June 28th. Santiago is a special one-year-old child with an issue with his optic nerve. His condition has a cure but cannot be treated in Costa Rica. His only chance to recover fully his full sight is a stem cell treatment that is administered only in Thailand. His father is supported by a local club, Leo Chapter, who organized the special fundraiser event uh, in which Costa Rica Outpost received an invitation to attend. So thank you, Grand Admiral Ed AR 5494, for that report.
0: On June 29th, six members of Empire City Garrison attended the Night at the Movies West Point Band Concert at the United States Military Academy Base in West Point, New York. The West Point Band performed a free concert at Trophy Field, which featured music from Star Wars, The Incredibles, James Bond, Pink Panther, Raiders of the Lost Ark, E.T., and more. The show began with the 20th Century Fox theme, which of course was promptly followed by the opening theme from Star Wars A New Hope. It was then that the 501st Troopers made their entrance to the stage area and gave the crowd true Imperial presence to accompany the legendary Star Wars theme. The concert ended with the mighty Imperial March, and once again, stormtroopers took the stage, but this time with Darth Vader. Our favorite Sith Lord dazzled the crowd by conducting the band and having a lightsaber battle with one of the U.S. military's finest. After the concert, members stayed for photo ops with the band and the audience. The event host and the West Point band couldn't thank them enough. Everybody loved it. It is always an honor for the ECG to attend events at West Point. We'll have a link to the video of the Imperial March and Vader lightsaber battle in our show notes, and thanks to Anthony, TK10666 for that report.
1: Darth Vader fighting. <laughs> <laughs> fighting the I military. In the I know. I never get tired of Vader and the lightsaber battles. Uh, nerd. All right. <laughs> anyway. On Sunday, June 29th, members of the Carolina garrison with their Rebel Legion counterparts arrived at Victory Junction camp in Randleman, North Carolina to help them kick off the Stars and Stripes week. Victory Junction is a camp for kids with chronic medical conditions and serious illnesses that was started by the Petty family of NASCAR fame uh, and in memory and honor of their son, Adam Petty. 2014 was the fifth year that the Carolina Garrison and Blue Ridge Base have helped them to help the camp to kick off one of its themed weeks. A lot of fun was had by troopers, camp staff and families alike as they saw a steady stream of campers and their families arriving to get checked in. Thanks to Lewis DZ 6570 for that report.
0: Lord Vader and two stormtroopers from Empire City Garrison attended a Star Wars-themed event at the Lynbrook Public Library on Long Island, New York on July 2nd. They were joined by a Jedi Knight from the Rebel Legion, and the event featured Star Wars-themed games and activities. The children were provided with Star Wars coloring books, and tables were set up for them to color them on. They were also given foam lightsabers to play with. For two hours, members posed for photos with the library pa- patrons, and there were occasional lightsaber battles between Vader and the children, which at times got a little out of control. But thankfully for Lord Vader, they were only modified pool noodles. Thanks to Anthony again, TK10666, for that report.
1: <laughs> thankfully for Lord Vader. Thankfully for those little kids. <laughs> yet another battle between Vader. Oh, this is going to be the Vader Lightsaber Podcast. <laughs> We're going to put a lot of Vader sound effects in. Just be warned. <laughs> <laughs> And on July 9th, ECG's Garrett, TK7186, visited the Millbrook Free Library for their Star Wars night. There were about 30 kids, and some of them came dressed up as their favorite characters. All of the librarians were dressed as Jedi. His visit was a total surprise. There was a short staircase with a lift next to it that led down into the children's area. Garrett hid the lift with the door closed until he was cued to come out by the librarian. He even startled the librarians as they didn't know he had an amplification system in his helmet. He then playfully engaged the children based on what costume they were wearing. For example, he addressed a small Vader with, "'Sorry, my lord, I was never told of your arrival. If I had known, I would have had more security.'" Later on, the child, Lord Vader, saluted the TK with a chocolate chip cookie in his hand, to which TK7186 snapped to attention and replied, Yes, my lord. Join the dark side. We have cookies. The librarian lost it, as well as the parents with that one. We'll have a link to pictures in the show notes. Thanks to Garrett, TK7186, for that report.
0: I always love hearing when troopers can really, like, Engage the kids and have a lot of fun with them instead of just, you know, standing and posing for photos. And right. I know we have a stormtrooper in our garrison. He he just snaps off these, these quips right back to the kids based on what they say. And it's just oh. hilarious to listen to.
1: Absolutely. And nothing makes kids happier than the previous report we talked about with the pool noodles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, lightsaber pool noodles. I've got you now. <laughs>
0: Well, the Hong Kong High End Audio Visual Show organized by Audio Technique magazine is a great annual event for high end audio music and home theater lovers in Hong Kong and Southeast Asia. The 12th annual show was held at the Hong Kong Convention and Exhibition Center on July 8th through 10th and invited by Thinking Group. They're the folks that make those Star Wars themed headphones. Our Hong Kong Garrison was pleased to join the show as a special guest to promote the 501st spirit of charity and, of course, the movie Star Wars, to the attendees. As thanks, a donation of 2000 Hong Kong dollars in the name of Hong Kong Garrison and Thinking Group was sent to MSF Hong Kong for the support of medical relief work. We'll have a link to a great shot from this event in our show notes, and thanks to ManCam, TK2328, for that report.
1: There wasn't any Darth Vader fighting in that report. I'm a little disappointed.
0: I know. There was a Darth Vader there, but I didn't really see any pictures <laughs> of him fighting. So, Dang
1: it. All right, well, maybe in the next one. (laughs) Speaking of, Empire City Garrison attended the fourth annual Long Island Toy Show at Hofstra University in Hempstead, New York. The event was on a Saturday, July 12th. They were uh, joined by members of the Rebel Legion's Echo Base, and after the early bird hour, which was an extra fee, there was a steady stream of guests that kept them pretty busy. They took photos and answered questions about the groups at the table. They also tried out a Star Wars photo op for charity throughout the day and raised $100 uh, for the John Thiessen Children's Foundation. The uh, JTCF is a local charity in New York that brings games, activities, toys, and treats to children at local area hospitals. They also have a location in Wanta where they let sick children come to play games and select a toy to keep. The management of the show were very happy and appreciative of the Legion's attendance and that they generated a lot of attention and exposure for them.
0: Outpost Venezuela was invited to troop at the Children's Museum in Caracas for Kids' Day on July 19th and 20th. Members had a lot of fun trooping inside the museum and planetarium. They were able to enjoy a movie projected inside the planetarium and pose for some great pictures with a satellite and a NASA shuttle. So check out the link in our show notes for some photos from this troop, and thanks to... Xyomir, CT nine three seven eight for that report.
1: And the five o first and Rebel Legion attended the intrepid Sea and Airs and Space Museum's third Space and Science Festival on Sunday, july twentieth. Hundreds of photos were taken with the troopers at a variety of exhibits on display. One of the most important events of the day was the touching proposal of Rodrigo from Mexican Garrison to his girlfriend Veronica. Pictures have been posted to Facebook. We'll have a link in the show notes and thanks to Danny, TB4651, for that report.
0: And our United Kingdom garrison was called to the plate at very short notice by Disney to help out with the OMEs and UNICEF um, to film something in Brighton. Fortunately, they had four troopers available. All were approved by Disney, and off to Brighton they went to shoot with YouTube phenomenon PewDiePie. I don't really know who he is, but apparently he's a <laughs> phenomenon.
1: It must be PewDie- PewDiePie? PewDiePie?
0: Um, but anyways, the video has apparently already had 3,500,000 views. So hopefully this will raise massive amounts for UNICEF. Unfortunately, my number isn't part of one of those views. I haven't seen the video yet, but apparently it's a lot of fun. They, they actually had this list of um, requests from PewDiePie of things that he wanted the Stormtrooper to do. But our UK garrison is definitely toes the line when it comes to staying in character. So the whole list had to get rejected and they had to come up with alternate solutions of what they could, you know, act out in this video. So be sure to check out the link in our show notes.
1: Those boys stand at attention. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done, UK. Nicely done. Two troopers from the Empire City garrison attended the MDA summer camp at Camp Paquatuk, Paquatuk, <laughs> sorry guys. on July 23rd. Both troopers helped brighten the day for some young people attending the camp, as well as handing out trading cards and posing for photos. ECG worked with the MDA again a couple days later on July 26th for their annual MDA family picnic at Belmont Racetrack. The event featured arts and crafts, games, and a fire truck to ride and learn how to use the hose. In fact, we'll have a photo of Vader testing out the fire hose and attacking it with his lightsaber. Okay, maybe not that, anyway, in our show notes. Uh, the sponsors of the picnic were the local union number three of the International Brothers of Electric Workers, and kudos to them for being one of the best event hosts ECG has ever worked with. Thanks to David, PD6513, and Ron, SL5928, for those reports.
0: Yeah, I don't think he attacked it with his lightsaber.
1: Come on, he has to. But I
0: think he maybe, like, wielded it around like a lightsaber, so...
1: Vader, do you want to attack things with your lightsaber? (laughs) It's not really an answer, Vader. Oh, well. I guess I just get heavy breathing tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, moving right along. (laughs)
0: So um, a big event out in your area that took place was San Diego Comic-Con. You want to fill us in on what happened?
1: Yeah, San Diego Comic-Con, Comic-Con. There should be some echoes going on there. Actually, you know, San Diego Comic-Con is just a ginormous event like it is every year. Um, It was extremely busy once again this year for our our, uh, members, the members anyone that was out there. We uh, did a couple of things for some of our licensees with permission from Lucasfilm. Uh, We had an awesome Legion dinner. Actually this year it was uh, a, an amazing dinner because we moved the venue from our usual Buca de beppo to uh, the uh, the library it has an amazing courtyard we had 150 uh, people there and there was just a ton of space in fact we're thinking uh, we can bump it up next year and easily have a good 200 people there we had a few different honorary members and friends of the legion we had a great uh, number of our own you know uh, legion members there obviously uh, it was a buffet dinner it was an o- uh, open bar out under the stars, I mean, you couldn't have asked for better. And for the con itself, uh, we had a terrific um, panel uh, dressing to serve the Empire. And we actually were in a larger room than normal, and it was all but sold out. So uh, the panel went off without a hitch. A lot of people still, you know, very interested in the 501st and what we do and the costuming and uh, the uh, charity stuff we do, we had a special guest, Vanessa Marshall, who joined us, who is the voice of Hera on Star Wars Rebels. And uh, she loves everything about the 501st, so it's always uh, exciting to have her join us and, and be with us. Uh, and then for the Legion photo, you know, we uh, we had a terrific photo and we had a, a ton of honorary members out there to join us. So, again, Vanessa and Dave Filoni and Steve Sansweet and Mary Franklin and uh, other names that I'm sure I'll forget. So it was just a a really great con and the booth looked amazing and the droid hunt went off uh, splendidly as always. So, you know, kudos to the members who put all that together, specifically to our San Diego squad, to Leslie Farquhar, uh, for really making San Diego Comic Con an awesome 501st experience.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I have yet to make it out there for that. I think
1: everybody needs to make it at least once.
0: Yeah, I probably should have made it at least once like when it was a bit smaller.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, as people say that to me about Dragon Con because I've never made that. So. Ah. <laughs>
0: yeah, that I've gone to twice, although it's been a while. So even you know back then it was smaller than it is now. But at least right. I always say at least that one is spread out, so it's not like all of those people are in one building.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's San Diego Comic Con, and it used to be that the uh, the preview night, which was Wednesday night, and then Thursday might be a little slower, and then you know Friday would be crazy, Saturday would be just ridiculous, and then Sunday was okay. It is now ridiculous the entire time. <laughs> I mean, it's 150,000 tickets, and I swear there's 150,000 people there every minute. It's just so busy. But, you know, if you love pop culture and stuff, it's you, you can't beat it for, you know, seeing all the customers. And, uh, you know, now they have so many different celebrities and people attending from, you know, uh, different TV series and movies and things as well. So there's a lot to see and do.
0: Absolutely. So, let's see, where are we next? The Empire City Garrison again. They attended Giant Kids Outing at Camp Kiwi in Carmel, New York, on Saturday, July 26th. Giant Kids is a not-for-profit charity recognizing the courage of ill children and their families nationwide through awards and other forms of recognition. This event helps raise money for the organization and is an outing for children with illnesses and their families. They also give out awards to celebrate the courage these children have shown throughout the year. The ECG has been supporting this event for the past six years. It is a touching and emotional event to be a part of. They really appreciate the 501st coming out to this, and they have already invited them back again for next year. It's a great family event with Camp Kiwi facility that has a large pool, activities, and games for the whole family. And the host actually um, encourages attendees to bring their families to enjoy the facility while they are trooping. Russ TK four zero three eight and Chris TK six seven four four were on hand to take photos with the guests and of course hand out their infamous citations. And they hope to be there in full force for Camp Kiwi's tenth anniversary event next year, July twenty fifth, two thousand fifteen. So thanks to Chris TK six seven four four for that report.
1: You know, it's actually it's it's too bad that the uh, Empire City Garrison doesn't really get out and do much.
0: I know. We, like, never hear from them.
1: (laughs) I, I, (laughs) yeah, you guys are awesome. And again, speaking of, members of the Empire City Garrison attended the First Responders Family Fun Day picnic in Deer Park, New York. The event was organized by the WTC Medical Monitoring Program and the Feel Good Foundation, who graciously invited the 501st to attend. For about two hours, troopers walked the picnic area, shaking hands and posing for photos with the responders and their families. A notable mention is that this was Nicole, DZ21114's first troop. So congratulations, Nicole. Thanks to Walter, SL21213, for that report.
0: And my unit, Garrison Excelsior, was invited to visit the Project Life Skills Camp, which is a one-week-long camp that teenagers... Who are uh, members of ABVI, which is the Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired. They can uh, participate in this camp and go to a local college and spend the whole week in the dorms learning life skills. Basically, they, you know, learn how to use the kitchens, learn how to uh, get around and do their own laundry, and basically, you know, how they would be able to go out into the world and live on their own considering their vision so this was an event that I had been hoping to do for many years now ever since I think it was like back in 2007 or 2008 the Spanish garrison actually held an event Um, it's sort of like the feel the force event that we had talked about on previous podcasts where we could do something where we could bring our props and costumes and let people who have never literally seen the movie but have maybe heard it and listened to it uh, feel what these costumes feel like and what these props feel like so this is definitely one of my favorite events we couldn't take any pictures with the kids because of privacy concerns but I, I guarantee they had a great time even though I don't have any photographic evidence of it and they they didn't want us to leave at least they didn't want R2 to leave they were totally fixated with R2 because they're you know was so much on him to explore. And of course, with him making the noises and the songs and the music, they were just in love with him. So when we first came out for this event, uh, it was uh, myself as a Jawa and my husband as his TK. We tried to stay in character because we weren't quite sure how old the kids were going to be. They turned out they were all teenagers. Um, But this was actually the first time I actually felt guilty staying in character because with their limited vision and me only having my MP3 player speaking Jawa there was actually one girl who legitimately did not know what to make of us. She was, she was startled that we were actually real characters because without being able to see, we looked and we sounded like we were real characters. So we decided about halfway through the event that it was time to, to break the illusion that they were old enough, you know, yeah, to yeah. find out. And, um, some of them, I think we actually embarrassed them a little bit that they were fooled by us, so i was I was trying to say, you know don't worry that that's our job we we're meant to fool you that's that's what we want to do is we want to convince people that we walked right out of the movie screen and and I think that helped them realize, okay, well, you know they were just doing their job. Right. I don't need to be worried about it so we right. also brought um in addition to our costumes and our props and our two. We brought all the spare helmets that we could find, um, any the lightsabers, um, uh, any blasters we could find, and we passed those all around so that they could feel what they, what they felt like. Um, and there was one boy that was there that was, he was my favorite. He, um, he is really into music. And we have so many songs that are programmed onto R2. I mean, not just Star Wars music. And John Williams' music and R2 sounds. We also have stuff like Pharrell's Happy. We have, you know, Let It Go. We have um, What Does the Fox Say. We have, like, all of these songs on there that, that kids like. So as soon as we started R2 playing the songs, there was, like, no way we were going to get him to leave the event. Oh, <laughs> R2 was funny. just stuck there. So, so overall, it was, like, a really, really fun night. And I'm glad that we were finally able to, to meet with the kids.
1: Wow. That sounds like a really amazing event.
0: Yep, we're we have another event scheduled in conjunction with ABVI, but it'll be with adults this time. Which, uh, so we don't have to worry about, you know, breaking the illusion or anything with that. I'm pretty sure they're all going to be old enough to realize that we're we're just costumers. Um, but also, I think right. this with the, um, the these 14 to 17 year olds that we visited, some of them actually hadn't seen Star Wars. So I think that also you know, added to their, their fear of what are these things that, that right. I'm feeling here. Um, but I think with all the adults, hopefully, they've all seen Star Wars by now. So so wow. that should be fun. Wow. So there's my long-winded improvised mission <laughs> report. <laughs> I didn't write anything up because I was there, and I just figured out I'll ramble and maybe people will listen to it.
1: long-time listeners to the 501st cast might remember us talking about the Dutch charity organization Stichting Optkicker, whose goal is to give sick children and their families a day to remember and to forget their worries and sickness. They focus not only on the sick child, but also on the siblings, who are also influenced by the attention their sick brother or sister receives. For Fantasy Day, all kinds of fantasy groups were asked to organize an activity. The Harry Potter people made wands and played Quidditch. Steampunkers made steampunk wigs with the kids. The children could learn how to sword fight with a knight or go on a treasure hunt with pirates. There were fairies and princesses and other magical creatures. But Dutch Garrison organized an Ewok blaster range. Now, I can hear all of our biker scouts cheering from here. Well, the idea, or that was the idea, of uh, DS-8230. She designed and made the Ewok targets organized uh, that people would bring in enough Nerf guns and set up the blaster range. It was the first time organizing the activity, and the children loved it. Everyone was really enthusiastic. So we'll have a link in our show notes and some photos from the day. Thanks to Puck, BH8715, for that report.
0: And on August 17th, Outpost Venezuela, in collaboration with the Rebel Legion's new Otana Outpost, sent troopers to participate in photo shoots to fundraise for a program that helps cover medical expenses and surgery for patients with limited resources. They raised $1,468 in donations. So, excellent work, troopers, and congratulations to the new Rebel Legion outpost.
1: Yeah, nice. Congrats. I grow tired of asking this, so it'll be the last time. Where is the Rebel base? The Alpine Garrison is going to be at Salt Lake Comic Con for the second year in a the row. They estimate that more than 120,000 people will be attending this show. The Garrison will be hosting a blast trooper having photo ops, an emperor's chair, and fundraising for the Peter Mayhew Foundation. We're going to have a link to the convention page in our show notes. I have to say, actually, that's pretty amazing because I think it was only last year or the year before that the Salt Lake Uh, Comic Con was like forty thousand people. So if this is
0: the second,
1: like, yeah, the numbers are enormous. Uh, A couple of my friends went to the first one and said it was giant for a first con. So this is amazing. I'm gonna have to check it out myself one day.
0: Now, are these also the guys that were kind of fighting with San Diego Comic Con over the name?
1: Oh, you know what? I don't recall.
0: (laughs) There was some. I thought there was some convention out there that. You know, they were calling themselves Comic-Con, and San Diego was getting all upset about it.
1: Yeah, well, you know, S-L-C-C, S-D-C-C, I don't know. Maybe there was a thing, but uh, I, I, I'm not sure of that. But, I mean, 120,000 people, that's nothing to scoff at. <laughs> you know, Comic-Con San Diego um, boasts 150, so that's a huge con already. Yeah, Awesome.
0: Well, Kevin Doyle, TK172 of Central Garrison, is looking for our support to fund his 501-mile walk and his two three-day walks that are taking place this year. He's doing the Twin Cities three-day walk this month, as well as the 501-mile walk and San Diego three-day walk in October and November. So we'll have a bunch of links in our show notes that you can use to help Kevin out.
1: And send shoes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Dude. That's awesome, but your feet are going to be sore. Um, 501-mile walk, wow.
0: Yeah, I hope he's practicing.
1: Right? The Pacific Outpost has uh, three upcoming troops on Labor Day weekend. Two are for Cop on Top, which benefits the Hawaii Special Olympics, uh, different locations, August 29th and 30th, and then one on Pearl Harbor at the Navy Exchange on the 31st. The cop-on-top events are basically law enforcement officers, police, military, border protection, etc., who spend all weekend on some scaffolding, raising awareness and funds for the Hawaii Special Olympics. The Navy Exchange is a bit like a mall for military, where they'll walk around uh, and such for photo ops during the Labor Day weekend shopping event. Sounds like fun in both cases.
0: Yeah, and uh, speaking of Labor Day weekend, there's... Two giant conventions on this coast that are taking place, obviously Dragon Con is the annual Mm -hmm. gathering of the 501st Legion for Labor Day weekend taking place down in Atlanta, Georgia. And then also Fan Expo Canada has moved to Labor Day weekend as well, and that's up in Toronto. So I'm going up to Toronto because that's a lot closer for me than Georgia, Um, but I know lots of 501st Legion members regularly make the pilgrimage to Dragon Con.
1: I have heard some amazingly awesome things about the fan Expo Canada and what is uh, going to be there for the con so I wish I could make it
0: uh, yes they the um, Canadian garrison has put together a full-blown committee uh, and a build crew and they're uh, you know they drafted plans they collected donations and mm-hmm. they constructed this amazing looking booth I can't wait to see I it. S-
1: I saw those photos, and I was like, wow, how do I steal it from them and bring it down here? I mean, it's really just like Northern California, isn't it? Well, no, Toronto's the other side, but still, I think I could do it. (laughs) Yeah, no, it looked really awesome. I was really, really impressed, so I can't wait to actually see. Take some photos if you're going.
0: Yep, I'll definitely try to take photos. I'm Actually going on a press pass for the 501st cast, so I'm hoping to do some interviews and get some sound bites from any of the Star Wars artists and celebrities that are going to be there. Oh,
1: nice. nice.
0: So it should be cool.
1: Exciting stuff.
0: Let's see. What do we have coming up next? It looks like our Russian outpost is going to be having their first ever Comic-Con. It's going to be at the Crocus Expo Center October 2nd through 5th. And uh, we don't have too many details yet. They're just starting to put out the call for 501st members to join them at their first event. So we'll have uh, as many details as we got. We'll stick them in the show notes. And if you're anywhere remotely near Russia, Moscow,
1: check it out. <laughs> check out the Crocus Expo Center. Well, good luck. That sounds like uh, great, great fun.
0: Do we have any uh Updates that we can make about Celebration Anaheim yet?
1: (laughs) Celebration! Can I insert screaming noises here? (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know, Celebration, I mean, we are getting to the point of really wanting to get moving on things, I'll be honest. But I have been waiting uh, to get information from Celebration themselves as to where we're going to be. We have an entire plan for the booth. We have a layout of what we want to do. All we need to know is, are we going to be out on the con floor? Are we going to be in a room like we kind of were at Celebration 6? Uh, and then we're going to be uh, posting up a whole bunch of stuff in the next probably 30 days or less, You know, starting to get people to volunteer. We're planning to have a, uh, a nice uh, large Death Star mock-up wall with uh, photo ops for charity. Uh, I know that there are a number of uh, different large-scale prop sets that were submitted to Lucasfilm. Uh, some of them I know about from the Legion. Many I'm sure I don't. Uh, you know, so I've we, we seen a few things that I'm hoping will be there, and, and if any of the props are there that I've seen, you know, definitely there will be some call for volunteers. Uh, we'll have more news on the, uh, the bash that is being planned, and those ticket sales are really scheduled to go out uh, go up uh probably I'm I'm hoping this weekend finally there were some last minute things that came up that stopped me from being able to post everything up so uh it's really you know on the forefront of what we want to start making a move on now we still have time I know it feels like it's short but uh we we are going to start seeing a lot more information about celebration Anaheim coming up within the 30 days or less awesome Yeah, we had a huge uh, conversation about it uh, a few days ago, just, you know, here in SoCal. And then I have some conversations that we'll be having with Legion Command. And then that's when, you know, we're going to have the the bash ticket sales going up and really start looking for volunteers. We're going to be starting to talk about the panels that we would like to get people uh, interested in assisting with. So, you know, if you're a Legion member, keep an eye on the Celebration Anaheim threads. And uh, we're going to take it from there.
0: Very cool, looking forward to all that. I know I have uh, my hotel all set. We haven't done anything about our flights yet though um, right but you know I'm ready to start packing.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's been a weird uh, weird experience. You know, we had grand hopes of coming in and saying we're the five hundred first legion and this hotel is ours. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, not so much, but you know, we have things uh, going. A lot of people are staying at either the Hilton or the Marriott, and there's a few other area hotels that have a lot of rooms booked. I can tell you that I know. Uh, I can't remember if we talked about this previously, but I know that there are well over uh, fifteen hundred rooms booked, uh, that we had, you know, room, rooms blocked from on peak that have already been taken up. So, you know, 1500 times the minimum of, of two people per room, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of people there.
0: And those 1500 are all like earmarked as, as far as 501st Rebel Legion or,
1: and, and, and the, yeah, those are, fi- so it's, it's, uh, it's about, I want to say it was about a hundred or so like Mando Merck, 300 ish Rebel Legion and the rest 501st. Nice. Of the of the 1500. And those are only the ones we know about because I know that the day celebration was announced, a ton of people went and just booked rooms. And so if they haven't gone back in and said, hey, can you tag me as 501st Legion or something like that, then we don't even know that those rooms are really still part of the same thing. Uh, so there's a lot of... Uh, Star Wars fans, and specifically in, you know, the the Rebel Legion, Mando Mercs, and the 501st that are going to be invading Anaheim. So it's going to be an awesome, awesome week, no matter what happens.
0: Mm, definitely. Yeah. The other uh, potentially awesome thing that's coming up for the 501st Legion is there is talk about doing another 501st Legion cruise. <laughs> so this will be all the way in 2016. So that's, that's really all the word I have so far, but uh, the 501st Legion member who is uh, spearheading it uh, said he'd like to come on the podcast and talk about it, so hopefully we'll have him on the next show yeah. to give us more information.
1: That could be fun. I can't remember on the last one if it was just members or if they were allowed to take armor. Was it a no armor thing? well
0: oh, I don't remember. I.
1: Yeah, I remember the discussion about it. I couldn't go at the time because it was too short a notice for me, um but yeah, it would be fun. It would be a lot of fun. I remember
0: pictures from one of the you know, the first two cruises, one of them I remember seeing pictures in armor. I don't remember if it was the most recent one or the first
1: one. Right. Well, I'm I'm interested. Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, of course, for more upcoming events, be sure to check out our friends at Roku Depot. They publish a data burst from the 501st, which contains upcoming events from as many of our Legion units as they can gather data from.
1: This episode's shout-out goes to Brian Robinson, TK2918 of Garrison Tyrannus. He is our April 2014 Legion Trooper of the Month. Over the past two years, Brian Robinson has gone out of his way to travel statewide in helping new members get their Stormtrooper costumes up and running for approval. Keeping with the pace of the updated CRLs, every weekend Brian is on the road uh, traveling to new prospective member's house or meeting with new prospective member at an armor party to help them uh, one-on-one with all of the small nuances of armor building and helping the new member become full Legion members. It's not often that we see members take so much time and money out of their own schedules to help new members. Brian is a fantastic example to our garrison and to the Legion. Recognition as well to runner up Edwin Gay, CC 5707 of Mid South Garrison. Congratulations, gentlemen.
0: And uh, at our last episode, if you guys were paying attention, we actually did a giveaway. And so we'd like to congratulate John Ferreira, SL 11249 of, oh, there it is again, Empire City Garrison. See, so you guys are on the ball. <laughs> He was the winner of our 501st Cast patch. So he got that, and I gave him some trading cards and tattoos to go along with it. So thanks for listening, John, and I hope you enjoy your new patch.
1: That is fantastic. Vader, what do you think about John? Really? Still just the breathing? Don't I get anything more? These guys are supposed to say things. Say something else. I think I got a faulty Disney toy. Disney, (laughs) I'm coming after you. (laughs) <laughs> he just does nothing but breathing.
0: Did you like? Did you take out the little tab? You know, sometimes they don't make all the noises if you keep in the tab.
1: He was talking to me the other day.
0: I said something. I said
1: something. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he said? He says, "I sent something."
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> a presence I've not felt since. I thought he said presence. I'm like, I get a present. <laughs> Stupid Vader. <laughs> At least his lightsaber lights up. <laughs> Yeah, What a way to end the show. Yeah. (laughs) As always, our official home on the web is com forward slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of Legion news while driving, at the office, or working out. But if you're looking for up-to-the-minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook as the 501st legion or go to facebook.com forward slash the 501st legion you can also follow us on twitter at at 501st legion or go to twitter.com slash 501st legion join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping star wars and charity the 501st legion is a worldwide star wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by star wars fans while it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming group. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright 2014, Lucasfilm Limited. In trademark, all rights reserved, used under authorization. That's it, troopers. Join us next time on the Philo First Cast.